The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity, brought to you by Mamitas. Guys, I got drunk this weekend on tequila. I started pre-gaming with Mamitas, and then I went to a restaurant, and the tequila kept flowing. You guys know it is my drink of choice. And Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. It has only 95 calories with a 5% ABV, so you know it will get the job done. It definitely got the job done for me. And now that it's getting warmer out, I'm just enjoying having like a nice little cocktail. I've actually started taking um, like like medicine for my stomach because I'm drinking so much more that I'm like, okay, I'm making myself sick, but it's so fun. Anyway, Mamitas comes in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. My favorite is the paloma, but lime is probably like a close second, I would say. You can get them in four packs or variety eight packs. It's mucho delicious. Keep tagging me in your photos, drinking mamitas, so we could do a little virtual cheers together and you could follow them at drink mamitas. And yeah, again, like I said, keep keep tagging me. Um, I want to jump into things. So I will give you guys a little rundown on what I've been up to. Then we are going to jump into an interview with Chloe Troutman from Siesta Key. And holy shit was that interview insane because it is Chloe like you have never seen her before. I was literally flabbergasted and just blown away with her maturity and her poise and then we will get into the ask Alyssa segment and then as always we will wrap things up by spilling the tea on my favorite celebrity pop culture moments um so yes I'm sitting here with producer Mackenzie what's going on nothing much how are you (laughs) good I feel like I'm on one because I made a coffee at home and now I have an iced tea here oh yeah and I'm like (laughs) yeah yeah that's how I would be too um okay so I want to tell you guys a little bit about my weekend I had a really good few days I'm like I don't know if you could tell but my voice is a little hoarse today um I think it's allergies I think it's tequila I think it's a lot of things um so my friends and I went Well, we threw my friend Ellen a little like cute surprise graduation party because she graduated from um, Columbia grad school, which is like such a big deal. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, she's not like doing a big party or anything. So we threw her like a little thing at my apartment and then we went to dinner and after dinner, my friends and I just like haven't seen each other in a while because of COVID. Like a lot of them have moved to the suburbs or moved out of state and, you know, everyone was kind of forced to relocate. So being together, like we were just in that party mode where we were like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we went to a bar and um, we were just drinking. The tequila was flowing all night. Then I woke up and I headed to the Hamptons for the weekend because my friend Chelsea, um, owns and operates a vineyard out in the Hamptons out in the North Fork oh that's awesome oh my god it's so beautiful they like just renamed it it's called Rose Hill Vineyards and we went out there and um it's just good to see her because again like 
different piece of life. Right. It's so relaxing. There's so much nature. I think that's why my allergies are like out of control. Oh, yeah, I know. Mine have been skyrocketing recently. Yes. And picture that plus going to like a field. Right. Yeah. Like in the grass. <laughs> yeah. Like literally in the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like drank wine all weekend and we just like were with nature and it was so nice. And then Sunday morning we got up early and drove to New Jersey to celebrate Mother's Day. So then I got to see my family. So it was just like a weekend of like drinking, relaxing, family. It was kind of like the trifecta yeah. of weekends. Yes, yeah, so nice. I saw my family too for Mother's Day. So I had like a similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to just go home and like see everyone. And yeah. now that we're all vaccinated, like we actually could see each other and let our guard down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and not be like anxious or worried about yeah. COVID and everything. Yeah, I know, like just seeing my grandma. My sister keeps making fun of me because <laughs> I've like had this like newfound attachment to my grandma. Yeah. Like I've always been attached to her, but her and my poppy, who he passed away about two years ago, they were attached at the hip. So my whole life I grew up knowing grandma and poppy together as a unit. Yeah. Now that my poppy's passed away, I've gotten to know my grandma as like an individual. Mm -hmm. So I feel like really connected to her because I spend so much one-on-one time with her. Yeah. And my sister's like, literally every time I see them, I'm like, I'm just so worried about grandma. My (laughs) sister's like, like, you're obsessed with grandma. Relax. relax. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like it just... Wait, actually, guys, this is really funny. You're going to die. I go to my sister and her husband. Also, they told me they think it's weird that I always refer to him as my sister's husband and not my brother-in-law. Wait, I did that too. My brother literally just got married in October and I kept saying like my brother's wife and my sister's like, your sister-in-law. Like, Wait, okay. She's like, why are you saying that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just a habit, Do you want to know why I say it? Because I feel like, you know, when people are like, oh, my second cousin's this, that, yeah. you're trying to do the family tree in your head. Yeah, that's true. I feel like if I say my brother-in-law, they're trying to kind of figure out, like, who. Right. But if I say my sister's husband, it's more direct. Right. Like, your brain doesn't have to do the math of, like, right. where is that? Who's brother-in-law? Yeah. Who's yeah. Who's married to? That's so, true. I'm going to start saying my brother-in-law. Okay, I need yeah. to get used to it. I know. Me too. I just feel weird saying yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, what the hell? I'm like, I'm sorry. So I was saying to my sister and my brother-in-law, um, I was like, guys, again, this was me when I was PMSing last week when I told you I cried for four days. Yeah. I just was crying. So then, of course, the subject of my grandma comes up sobbing. I'm like, guys, I just feel so bad for grandma. Like, she lives alone. She wakes up alone. She goes to sleep alone. Like, I just feel so bad. And my my brother-in-law goes, not for nothing. Isn't that kind of what you do? <laughs> like uh same girl and I was like fair point he's like you're not wrong right yeah we were dying he's like um you literally do the same thing are you okay then grandma's okay too okay we were they were dying so I was like okay like I really need to chill but yeah I don't know why I'm just like so obsessed yeah um so I got to see my grandma which was amazing and my family my aunts and my uncles and everyone and um just an update on the dating front I've been talking to like a few guys on dating apps it's kind of interesting because like although I'm talking to people it's not like anyone's really asked me to get a drink yet this one guy said something like we should definitely get a drink next week oh my god I think I didn't answer him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just going to say, but then he never made a plan. But now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't answer. <laughs> I do that all way too often. I oh, totally oh, so it was totally my fault. Okay. So 
that's that's on me <laughs> so he asked Just realizing right now i'm like oh shit no he did follow through um so maybe i'll go out for a drink with him he looks actually really attractive but oh. i don't we didn't like talk about what we do for work or anything so for all i know like he could be unemployed or like i, I have no idea right, but you don't know anything like I said, I'm just trying to go out with anyone and just be right, open-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm talking to this other guy this morning. And, like, you guys, I need to be honest with you. There's, like, a fine line. Um, I want to clear something up. And, like, I don't know how to explain this. Someone brought up that I keep saying I'm an influencer a lot. And I want to explain that that's not a negative thing. Like, that was my job title. And I know that there's like a stigma when it comes to saying influencer, like people think it's like a weird job or it's fake or whatever. But like when I talk about being an influencer, it's not me being like pretentious or bragging or it's honestly, it's like me saying I was an accountant. Like that was literally my job title for three years because full time that was completely my job to get paid by brands to promote stuff on social media so I just want you guys to know when I'm like bringing up these things about me on dating apps and the way I'm trying to like portray my job or whatever it's not me like having an ego it's it's literally me explaining what I do and that's actually um the misconception that I feel on dating apps is exactly what that comment was it's like oh you need to stop saying that it's like that's that's the thing I face. Yeah. And um, it's hard because I feel like there's this weird like misconception around people that say that's their job title. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the stigma I'm always fighting against. Right. When it's like literally it was your job. So it's no different than again if you had any different job or you worked. Yeah. Like you said, you worked in finance or something. Exactly. But I just think that title for people yeah, definitely. turns them off. Yeah. So I just want you guys to know like the tea tribe that that's. My intention is never to like brag or boast. Like I'm genuinely trying to let you guys in on my life and like the struggles that I go through. And it's a challenge that I've had. And it's also like an insecurity that I've had. Yeah. So it's not. Right. You're not doing it to like brag about yourself. It's also, I think working in social media, people who don't work in it can't understand that Mm -hmm. it's an actual job because for those people, it's just tweeting once in a while or posting an Instagram photo. But for people who actually work in social media, you, you really got to be on 24 seven. It's, it's, it's a full-time job. And you're sharing a lot of your life and, and your, um, I actually do eventually want to have on like an, I do want to do like an influencer, um, episode where I have on a friend and we talk about what goes into like the thought that goes into your Instagram profile and the thought that goes into, um, you know, doing your own finances, being a freelancer, all of these things that are actually really challenging. And thank God, like, honestly, I'm so happy to kind of be out of it right now because Mm -hmm. I haven't posted on Instagram in like two weeks and it feels liberating (laughs) because it was something I used to think about and it was my business. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say that because when I'm talking about me, dating a big part of me dating with um my current job is a lot of my dating struggle and I don't want to seem showy or whatever right yeah like you're bra- again you're not bragging but that's just what what it is yeah because one of the trouble the troubles one of the troubles that I ran into this past weekend was someone I had matched with them I didn't answer them and then they were replied back to me and they were like oh you're a barstool chick I just saw you on lowering the bar 
And then I responded. I was like, aha, like so much for trying to keep a low profile on here. And he was like, wow, I'm just honored that you answered. Oh, gosh. And like, I want to be able to share those stories with you guys because like that's the struggle I'm currently going through on dating apps. It's so weird because you guys are all that listen, like majority women. So you're not like super fans of Barstool, but some men, what I've learned are mm-hmm. like they eat sleep and breathe everything dave says they know every single person that yeah. works here yeah. and like i'm not used to that so when someone recognizes me from something it's like it makes me kind of uncomfortable and it makes me feel like now you don't want to get to know me for the right for reasons you. yeah right yeah and that's just my truth so like i'm going to keep talking about these things because it's something that like i'm working through and i'm trying to navigate because yeah. it's, it's not easy for me right mm-hmm. now trying to date people yeah yeah with um account. well I also though I have nothing about my job like I don't even have a job title on mm-hmm. hinge and then on bumble it just says I work in digital media oh perfect and yeah <laughs> they'll never know they'll never know <laughs> and um that's just something that you know I'm trying to navigate and I think I've done a good job with like just to open up to you guys even more I've come to realize like I had a lot of my worth tied to my job in terms of I think I've talked about this a little bit in the past but for many years I was like I am a publicist Mm -hmm. like that is who I am like I am someone that works in social media and when I would date I would almost lead with that because I was so insecure about people judging me for being an influencer Mm -hmm. that I felt like I needed to impress them so I would go into dates like very guarded and very poised Mm -hmm. and try to sound super intelligent and try to be a boss bitch and be like no I do this I do this I do that and I felt like I was leading with my job as my identity. And now I think the biggest thing that I've taken away out of 2020 and 2021 thus far, like the most work I've done is that I don't feel like my job is who I am. Mm -hmm. Like my job is what I love and it's what I do. And, but it's not who Alyssa Amoroso is. Yeah, like your identity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like my identity is like my friendships and my hobbies and a little bit of work, but not fully. Right. Um, so I'm trying to go into dating, like not even caring what other people do, not caring what I do. Like, let's just get to know each other. Like, I'm just looking for a connection, not a, like someone that's gonna make a lot of money and make me look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you want a genuine connection. I want a genuine connection. And like, that's what it comes down to. And I think I'm also at the point where it's like, I want like a man like I don't want someone that's still you know having posters on their walls and like shotgunning beers like sure let's go to the bar let's take some tequila shots let's have a great time go to weddings tear it up on the dance floor but like I want someone that's like established in their life and I don't just mean financially but I mean like emotionally and intellectually and um I think this last year I learned so much about what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. and it's true what they say when people say as you get older your list gets smaller and smaller of what you want someone and you'll notice this because you're younger than me Mm -hmm. you're gonna you know if you're still single in five years however long you're gonna notice your list goes from a hundred things to like five right like you're like I just want a good person yeah yeah like yeah like the bar not that it lowers yeah but it's just like you understand there's not 
as many options. Like you want to be serious about it. Too. Exactly. Like there's not as many little nuancy things that are going to drive you away. Right. That will bother you. Yeah. So that's just me pouring my heart out to you guys. <laughs> um, I wasn't even planning on talking about much of that in detail. Again, trying to keep it real. That's the reality of my dating life right now. So I'm talking to a few people. Um, we'll see if any of them result in dates. I'm trying to open up my apps right now to see like, if there's anyone that's kind of replying. Let's see. I think I kind of like owe everyone responses. Mm -hmm. Yes, I owe three people responses or four. So I will re reply to them today. Hopefully get a date or two on the cow and then um, have something to update you guys with. And speaking of dating, I love the Tea Tribe so much. You guys are so savage. And like, I mean that in the best way possible, but also I've realized like I need to be more discreet when I'm posting stuff because you guys are the, like you're the FBI. I, it is so wild. So I posted, I talked about it on last week's episode that that guy messaged me saying, um, Bay down to cuddle. And I posted a picture of him saying that on my tea with publicity Instagram account, not with this picture, not with his name, thinking nothing of it because right. I'm like so many people message back and forth on dating apps. No one's going to know who this is. Yeah. 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 And it's a funny story. It's a funny story. Yeah. Nothing gets past the tea tribe. They literally. Okay. So posted on my Instagram, I get hundreds of DMS from you guys being like, I matched with this guy too. Turns out this guy was using the same line. He's traveling um, the country, as I mentioned last week, and he's using the same line in every state. So people from all over the United States are messaging me being like, this guy, ma I matched with him on Hinge, on Tinder, on Bumble. He used the same line with me three times on every single app. <laughs> He's literally going across the U.S. using this down to cuddle line. Oh my God. So everyone knows it's him. Yeah. It's somehow, guys, we have no mutual friends, me and this guy. It gets back to his friend, his ex-girlfriend, who tells him he slides into my DMs and he's like, hey, I hear you're talking shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I'm dead. So then I'm like dying, obviously. I'm like, right. oh my God, this is such good content for the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, it's full circle now. Yes. I'm like, I was nice to him, but also like obviously not interested at that point. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even seem interested in me in the slightest. And he was just like... He was like, if if I'm going to be a clown, like, I need to expect to get called out. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I like. Yeah, like, he, he knows. can take a joke, yeah. And he knows what he's doing, so, yeah. But then his ex-girlfriends are all reaching out to me being like, no, he's known for this in our area. Like, this guy has a reputation of being the down-to-cuddle guy. Oh, my God. And guess what? I'm still getting DMs five days later after I made a TikTok that went viral calling him out. After this went viral on my stories, he's still using the same line. Wait, what? And people are still DMing me last night, the night before, coworkers. People are like, he's still using Bay down to cuddle. Wait, what? Oh, like, he has no he shame. He needs to find a new angle, I think. No shame. <laughs> Does not care. His friends are like, he's savage. Yeah. Apparently, he's like a fine enough nice guy. Right. I don't think he's like some weirdo, right. but. I think especially with the comment that he said, like, oh, if you're going to do something like this, you like, yeah. I deserve to get clowned. He's kind of owning it. Right. He obviously is self-aware that he knows what he's doing. Also, someone told me that he, <laughs> someone told me that he was also written up in like their local newspaper. What? Like, this is like a thing. Oh my gosh. So maybe it's just. That's, he likes doing it. Even though now a lot of people know maybe that's just this thing that he does. 
it's his thing and, and i think like, he maybe just, it'll work one time that one girl that it works on that's the one he knows <laughs> <laughs> that's so true also oh my god wait okay a few more things so then someone duetted my tiktok being like this story sounds familiar and then she's like me realizing that my roommate was talking to a guy last night that said down to cuddle yeah. me also realizing she's currently at his airbnb oh my god and then it pans to the roommate finding out that it's the same guy yeah. and she's like covering her eyes like she went and met up with him wait that's so funny and then so I guess it worked on her it worked on her and then the second thing I want to point out is that I've noticed every single girl that slid into my DMs being like I also heard from him were all curvy brunettes oh my gosh okay so he has a type (laughs) he has a type (laughs) wait that's so funny I'm dying oh my god this guy seems wild but also like a fun time because he clearly like can take a joke and be funny about it also like if you're inviting girls back to your place to cuddle let's let's interpret um you better be good right that's all i'm gonna say like you've you've had enough experience at this point yeah Yeah. right come on you better like do some crazy shit (laughs) um and then lastly i just want to update you guys i'm i've been really feeling like i want to be stronger physically so i am starting personal training um i had seen this personal trainer at this place called the live method about like two years ago but at that time in my life it was that dark time in my life where I was feeling sick every day from my gluten allergy and I didn't know what was going on in my body and I just like wasn't present in the moment like ready to actually train and get into shape it's like I wanted to but I wasn't mentally there now I feel like my mental health is really really strong and so I'm like okay let's revisit this so I'm gonna start training with someone and I'll take you guys along on the journey I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like posting myself like lifting weights at all but I'll just yeah like I'm not trying to be a freaking bodybuilder I just want to be able to like do a push-up yeah like be healthy yeah. yeah exactly for health so I'll keep you guys posted, um, but I wanted to let you know because I just think if you need a little kick in your ass, um, we can motivate each other in the Facebook group, and um, the Facebook group has really evolved to be one of my favorite places. You guys, like, just talk about anything and everything, and I love how we've become, like, this small community of women supporting each other. Um, If you guys aren't part of the Tea Tribe on Facebook, the link is in my bio. The link is always in my bio. If you want my new merch that launched, if you want the podcast, my YouTube, my TikTok, literally everything's in my bio. So um, you guys could always just go to my main account, Publicity, for that. Um, Okay, I want to jump into this interview with Chloe because she's so amazing and it was so insightful. And then I will do the Ask Alyssa segment and then we will spill some tea. So here is my interview with Chloe. But first, I do want to talk to you guys about Cintron. You know I've been talking about Cintron. Like this this isn't anything new. Um, It is a aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages, premium bottled water, and revitalizer shots. It is super fashionable, super functional, and you could just check them out. They have this gorgeous, gorgeous design. If you are looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, and vitamin B complex without the junk, crash, or aftertaste, Cintron is your top choice. And by the way, like they are super into mental health as a company, so I really love supporting companies that 
put mental health first. I think it's really awesome. So you can follow them on social media at Cintron World. You can buy them online at CintronWorld.com with promo code Alyssa20 to save 20% off shipping included. I will just jump into things with you so we can just get to know each other on air. Thanks for joining. Okay, cool. Hi, how are you? Good. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so jealous of like the Florida glow. I'm like New York winter. I need a tan. <laughs> and looking at you, I'm like, damn, she looks good. And, and this is natural. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. I am so excited for this upcoming season of Siesta Key. And on my podcast, I mean, we talk about pop culture, but we also talk a lot about mental health and body positivity and anxiety, social media, just like a little bit of everything. So I want to like get to know you a little bit and talk about some of those deeper things that we don't always see play out on the show. Okay. So I saw that you posted that you were on a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual journey during COVID. What was this last year like for you? Because I feel like you made so many changes in your life. This (laughs) year has been quite the transformation, to say the least. Um, Back in the beginning of March last year, I went to Aspen with a lot of my cast members And I was 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Wow. And we went skiing. And I don't know if you've ever been skiing or snowboarding, but it's literally like the hardest thing in the world. And you have all this like gear on where it literally feels like you're suffocating. And I was on the bunny hill with most of us. And I ended up getting kind of lost and going down like the main mountain. And I was really struggling. I like would fall get back up, Mm. fall, get back up. I ended up falling um, kind of off the side of the mountain in an area where no one could see me and I couldn't get out. I was stuck in the snow. Um, And it was in that like moment where I, of course, cried out to God, which, you know, it's ironic because it's like, why do we wait until those moments of life where there's nothing else you can do to like ask the universe, source, God, whatever you want to call it for help. And, you know, I made some promises. I was like, if you would please allow, you know, someone to find me, I will get healthy. I will eat better. I will stop drinking. I'll stop partying. I'll build up my relationship with you. I will be nicer to my friends. I'll be nicer to my mom. And just like that, um, a ski patrol found me and we came home from Aspen and three days later, the world shut down. And I really felt like it was you know, the universe being like, you said you wanted to grow. Here's your chance. Um, So I took it. I stopped drinking, stopped doing any drugs. I started working out, eating better. I started my business concept with really having no idea what I was doing. I just, I felt the call to start something. And then come June of last year, so we're coming up on my one year, um, I went through a breakup with my ex-boyfriend and then my grandmother who's passed away and her name is Chloe as well. And we're, we were extremely close. She helped raise me with my mom. Um, She came to me and spoke to me and she said, you know, there's more to life than you believe. Seek the truth and you will find true happiness. 
And after that, the right door started opening for me. Spiritual people started to come around me. I started seeing a talk therapist and life coach. And it's just been so beneficial for me. And now Concept, my business has evolved with me. And um, the new website is launching next week when the new season airs on Wednesday, the 12th. And it focuses on mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. And yeah, it's it's been it's been a whirlwind. And then to start filming season four, which if you've ever seen the show mm-hmm. or for those of you that have, the old Chloe um, was definitely not in alignment with who I am now. And the show definitely brings out that old toxic type of personality in me. So I really struggle this season with my new journey and being my true self and not going back to my old drama pot stirring ways. (laughs) That's interesting. First of all, congratulations. I mean, what a journey. I think I'm someone that works on myself and tries to do all of these things, but I love when someone could like pinpoint all of their change to one moment in their life and you're like, this moment like was pivotal and changed the entire like course of my life. And I think it's so cool that you can kind of point to that one moment. Um, so congratulations for that. I think when you say that the like old Chloe kind of creeps back in when you're filming, is it the people that you're around? Is it the pressure? Is it the partying? Like what do you think attributes to um, this side of you coming out? Um, thank you so much for your compliment. Uh, I would say it's kind of all the above, you know, being that we're on a TV show, we have to talk about each other. I mean, we do that whether we're filming or not, but the environment of filming a show, um, it just kind of like turns up the notch like a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think, yes, definitely partying. Um, I've been sober curious for about a year now, so I didn't drink for about seven months and So on the show, I really don't drink much, which I think is very beneficial to, you know, staying clear minded and not slipping up. But I mean, the very first scene that I filmed this season, and I'm sure it's in the very first episode, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it is. I, uh, you know, just have that like temptation to like say something very nasty. And I think just because of this is who I've always been when I'm always just like, fuck it, I'll say it. And I just have the temptation of that. Mm. So I think it's everything. It's the environment. It's the friend group. It's just all of it. Is is it hard to, like, I think it's kind of hard when you do all of this self-work and it's like, okay, you're now putting like a different version of yourself forward, but that doesn't mean that the people around you are like, going to accept this new version of you or that they've changed because you can't make other people change. So is it kind of hard for you to like go through this growth journey and then hang around people who are like still on the same path as they were? Yeah. So do you see a lot of that this season? Um, And it's really difficult for me because I'm like, I get even emotional because I like love a lot of my cast members. Like forget that we're on a show like these are some of my closest and dearest friends and to have them question my journey and it's understandable because 
how can you understand something that you've never gone through yourself? So I understand that they don't get my journey, but it was really hard to not have unconditional support. Mm -hmm. And it's that ultimately, you know, is the catalyst of why I decided to take a step back from filming because I didn't feel like I had the support. And I felt like everyone was just trying to poke and pry and just like get a reaction out of me and get the old Chloe to return. And I just couldn't place myself in that environment anymore. But with that being said, I think it was like the ultimate test because if you can place yourself on a reality TV show with a ton of people who are drinking and partying a ton, who everyone is like just arguing, fighting, and then you can stay centered and not allow yourself to lower your vibration into that level. Um, It's really powerful. So you see me kind of go like this, this season, and you really see my internal battle. Um, But I really think I come out on top. So I'm really excited for people to see it. That's amazing. Do you think people think it's fake? And I'm not even talking about people on the show, maybe viewers. Like, do you think people are like, oh, she's pretending to change, but she's not actually changing. And that's where that like struggle comes from. Cause you're like fighting so hard to be like, no, I'm actively working to be a better person every single day. And then when people challenge that, it's like either support me or don't. Is it like that kind of dynamic that's going on? It is definitely that dynamic. I think there was a lot of people who are like, this is a phase. Um, like Chloe's just into crystals and does yoga now. Yeah. This is just like her new little phase. But I mean, we're we're over a year now. So I I know now that they see that it is true and real, but throughout the season and definitely towards the beginning of the season, um, almost all of them are really skeptical of my journey. And for me, it's just it's it's really hard. You see me get really emotional about it because it's like, you know, you're not supposed to make your brother or sister stumble. If you see them trying to better themselves, you yeah. need to be supportive of that. Why would you ever try and say that it's not real? It's not true. It's just a phase. Why would you ever do that to someone? Yeah. Even if we weren't friends. So. And I get I, that because. I, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, I relate to that because people are like, Chloe, change. We don't like this about you. We don't like this. And then you actually change. And then it's like, why are you changing? Yeah. And I think my journey makes a lot of them uncomfortable. And I think that's something that they all should take a look at. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I understand everyone is on their own journey and at their own time. I would love... I, and I also think in the beginning of my journey, even before we started filming, I was kind of like, you're all coming with me. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, we're doing the inner work. We're healing our inner child. Like, let's do it. And I think for a lot of them, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like their, you know, their 3D human self was like, no, like, get away from me. I don't understand this. Um, but I think now I've inspired a lot of them. I threw a woman's wellness retreat called the metamorphosis retreat about a month ago. And a lot of the girls on the cast members on the cast um, attend the event and they really got to see, 
and hear my story and learn some tools that they can apply to their everyday life. And, you know, I think everyone's really come around, but it's taken some time. <laughs> And you'll yeah. see it all this season. That's for sure. Yeah, because everyone's moving at their own path, like their own kind of pace. And you're still young. Like you're what, 25? Mm-hmm. So for you to come to this realization at 25, I feel like because you were in the spotlight, you guys have been kind of catapulted into maturing like really quickly. But 25 is still a young age to like discover yourself. So I feel like I understand why a lot of your cast members would maybe not be ready to like dig so deep and do this inner work because that's still like your years of partying and sleeping around and having fun and drinking too much. So I kind of, I'm interested to see it play out because I see how the dynamics could kind of like clash a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I, I, in a way kind of speak a different language now and I, for a while, was kind of lowering myself to meet them. Mm-hmm. And that was a big struggle for me. So now I'm at a place where I'm like, no, I, I'm here. And you're going to meet me here because I'm not going to get fucking wasted and talk about all this stupid stuff that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But it, it has been hard and it's been a little lonely. Um, mm-hmm. But it was in that loneliness Um, where I really just catapulted and did the work. And I'm just so grateful for it. I think now more than ever, a journey like mine could be so inspiring. And to go from the biggest drama starter, the Mm -hmm. biggest partier, the biggest shit talker, to now this is it's, it's surprising for people. I mean, I, I'm still like surprised <laughs> myself. Yeah. So I think at first people that watch the show are going to be skeptical too. And I, I'm really okay with it. You know, people's opinions of me is none of my business. So I'm cool with it. And I think my consistency will speak for itself. I think that's awesome. So for people that are listening to this and they're like, okay, so she went from, like you said, like shit starter to like taking the high road, what I want to kind of talk about the steps in between, because sometimes like when I hear stories like this, I'm so inspired. Cause like I said, I'm trying to work on myself every day, but then I'm like, but how did we get here? So are there like some tips that you could share that kind of like could help lead people down this path? Like, are there books that you read or podcasts that you listen to? Like help us out. <laughs> yes. I have lots of books. I mean, you can see some of them there. <laughs> yeah. there. Um, Wow. Many lives, many masks. Can I grab a couple? Yeah, grab them. Grab them. I love this because. Oh my goodness. I'm in pajama shorts. Oh, that's okay. I won't judge. (laughs) Um, So I have, these are like just some of them. This is amazing. Many lives, many masters. This book. This is a little bit, I wouldn't start with this. Okay. But this book, it will transform your life. This one book alone. Wow. Okay. I Um, love this. A book that I would maybe start with. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of The Secret. Mm -hmm. Um, So she, her name's Rhonda Vine. She came out with a new book this year called The Greatest Secret. And this book, it really walks you through how to live life truly happy at all times because happy is always obtainable 
Um, and this book is a very special book. Um, I was actually on her podcast. Her name is Anna Ramondi. It's called Conversations with Mary. Um, and it is literally a book that is written by Mother Mary in this conversation that she has with Anna because Anna has a relationship with her and it's about the messages of love, healing, hope, and unity for everyone. Wow. And if anyone like questions religion or spirituality, I dare you to read this and tell me that you don't believe in it. Um, and yeah, this was, this is a really helpful book because there is um, a meditation at the end of every chapter. And what's the and name of that one for it's people? It's called Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart. And this is the very first book I read um, back in June. And it just breaks down kind of your ego mm. and really just shows you how to open yourself up, teaches you about meditation and it's it's a really powerful book so i would start with this and then maybe go to this and then maybe go to this and then end with the many lives and many i love this because i feel like like i said people talk about these things but then you're as a listener you're like okay but what do i do to get there you know and i actually have a book recommendation for you i don't are you still single or could you not Um, say all right i i've maybe met someone so (laughs) Well, for people that are single, it's called Calling in the One. And it's like a book to help um, you like call in the one. And it's like a workbook and it teaches you how to manifest and like heal the child's wound and like do all of these things that you speak of. It's amazing. So my my, um, therapist and life coach, he specializes in like doing the work to heal yourself from any past trauma to now get to where you are so that you're able to bring that person in. So that's, that's amazing. I love that. Are you public about seeing someone or is this like something that's like kind of under wraps? Um, I mean, I'm okay with it being public. I think, you know, people are going to find out anyways. Yeah. Um, but he's just the most magical man and he is on my same level and, He's just the best. Wow. Do you feel like it was because you were able to just get to know yourself so much better that you were able to just like let the kind of like love that you deserve in? Yeah. And I think, you know, my, I was a lot heavier for a long period of time and I really fell out of love with myself, but in learning to love myself where I'm at right here and right now, I think that's the most important. And I was really easy on myself throughout this journey and I didn't rush it. Mm-hmm. And I really just believe that I've gotten to a point where I know who I am and nothing out here can rock my inner world anymore. And once you get to that point where people can say whatever they want, And it just, it's a mirror and it reflects right off you. I think that's when the person that you're meant to be with, your soulmate will come through. And, you know, I've waited for this man for a very long time and I've definitely tried to rush it. And I'm just so thankful that he didn't come into my life anytime previous because I wasn't ready. 
And I truly feel like I'm in a place where I've healed myself enough to have a stable and healthy relationship and partnership. So I'm just really, really happy right now. Like more than I've ever been in my life. I'm so happy for you. This is therapeutic for me because I work on this stuff with my therapist about like loving myself where I'm at now because I also put on weight and like I that's something I work through every day and something we actually like my community we call ourselves the tea tribe something we like talk about a lot is loving yourself where you're at versus wanting to constantly like change yourself and that's something that my therapist always says she's like you could be loved now at this weight like you don't have to like lose weight but it's about loving yourself yes and when you love yourself you know that's what you're gonna attract and being easy on yourself but what I was gonna say for the tips of what I've done to really see my life transform the most is truly having a morning routine every day, not getting on my phone, writing in my gratitude journal or writing in my dream journal or whatever it is that I write. I always take about 30 minutes in the morning where I just wake up really peaceful. I put on some like healing frequencies or just really vibey, calming music. And I just spend the mornings with myself because what I like to say is this is like, It's like a person and we've all become so used to having like this emotional support person. Mm -hmm. And when you're never, even when you're alone, if you're on your phone, you're not truly alone. Yeah. So taking time in your morning to have your coffee, if you can meditate, if not just sit in silence, look outside at, you know, mother nature, but having those calm moments in the morning for me, I, it just transforms my life. Truly. Wow. I need to be better at that. I feel like because I am single and because I do live alone, I do catch myself looking at my phone a lot. And sometimes I'm even watching a show, looking at my phone and I'll like check myself and be like, okay, one thing at a time. Like, I feel like we're so used to being stimulated by phones, podcasts, TV. Like we have so many things playing that you like for my little thing that I like to do for me is just put on a podcast and go on a walk and like, just like not really look at my phone and just put on something that's like good for your soul. And just, inspirational. yes. And just like take it in and get some exercise, get my steps in. Um, so I like that just like starting your morning kind of like on the right foot every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Which I have to tell you, even though I've been on this whole journey, I'm a reality TV junkie. I watch them all. Every housewife, Vanderbilt, Kardashian, (laughs) Florida, Bama Shore, all of them. And I just, what I like to call it is like, it's my checkout time. When I want to sit down and watch like the Real Housewives of New Jersey, because I need to know what Teresa is up to. (laughs) I just call it my checkout time. And like, this is my time where I can just like zone out, not focus on all my work and just like, check out and it's nice but when you view it as like I need this because I'm uncomfortable with myself that's where you want to make sure that you're realigning why you're watching TV no I think that's so true I think a lot of us have become really uncomfortable with being alone in silence like it's just this foreign thing and I even notice sometimes when I go on planes and I'm kind of forced to like you know before the wi-fi kicks in or before whatever and I'm just sitting there listening to like music 
I'm like, I'm not really like alone with my thoughts that often. So even if you're doing self-care, like getting a facial, taking a bath, like those are great times to just like check out and just like be alone with your thoughts. Exactly. And I also have a spiritual teacher. So I, you know, it, it takes like a team. So (laughs) I didn't do this on my own. I have so many people around me that were supporting me. And that is like one of her biggest things with me is like, if you can't turn off your phone for an hour at night and meditate and just journal and just write about your day, write about manifesting the most magical thing that every human has the power to do is manifest and dream up anything your true heart desires. And if you can't do that, then that's something that to really look at because we're just so stimulated all the time, like you were saying, and it's so important to turn everything off. Even if it's once a week, like start once a week for an hour, I'm going to turn everything off and just sit and read a book or write in my journal or meditate. Yeah, it's so true. You are inspiring me. I'm so excited to watch this season of Siesta Key. Um, This will drop Tuesday. So then it comes out the next day, which is crazy. Um, I'm just really excited. I think everyone's going to just love following your journey. I'm sure it's going to be tough for you to watch back or even hear about, but stay on track because you're doing great, girl. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was like just so wonderful to speak to you and talk about this. I know you're great. Where could everyone follow you and um, your business and keep up with you? So my Instagram is Chloe Troutman, all lowercase. My business is Concept by Chloe or conceptbychloe.com. And then I also have the Metamorphosis Retreat or the metamorphosisretreat.com. And we actually film the entire day. So there's a virtual experience available for $49. um, And that will be opening on Wednesday the 12th when the show comes out. So if anyone wants to hear like, an hour long speech of me and my journey and me just really putting myself out there. Tune in for my virtual experience of the retreat. Well, this interview was like a preview. I feel like of what that's like, everyone's going to be like, sign me up because I love everything she just said. <laughs> yeah, we have other keynote speakers that are just so inspiring and have the most beautiful transformative metamorphosis journeys. And we have, multiple guided meditations by yogis and meditation leaders. And it's, it's really cool. Wow. That's awesome. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Okay, guys, how amazing was that interview? Hope you hang around because I am going to answer your questions now. Mackenzie, I've actually never had you really like help me with advice, but <laughs> you could um, wingman me today yes. while we do the Ask Alyssa segment and then we'll spill some tea. So this first one was sent in via DM. Um, ask Alyssa, she said, my boyfriend and I have been dating for about six months and I've come to learn he smokes a lot of weed example every day and like two joints a day on weekends or at the very least what seems like a lot to me. I don't smoke maybe twice a year. If I do, I really like him, but it actually irks me how much he smokes. I live in Illinois and it's legal. So it's technically not bad in that sense, but I just have this connotation that it's icky. Have you ever had an experience like this? I want to talk to him about maybe doing it less in front of me, but I don't know how to approach it. I have a tendency to work things up in my head and explode about it, and I'm afraid I'll do that with him 
about this and I'm just looking for advice on how to talk to him without it blowing up. Wow. Very self-aware that you know you're going to explode. So I'm happy you reached out. (laughs) I actually have kind of had an experience like this. Have you? I haven't. No. So I have like friends, but not like that it would bother me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll explain my younger self. When I was in high school, my boyfriend at the time dipped a lot. Oh yeah. Like he would put like the pouch in his mouth. And this is when I was like first time being in love and like. (laughs) kind of controlling I would say yeah. like you know you're just like your hormones are wild you're like right. out of control yeah and I just like demanded that he stop dipping which like now as an adult I would take a different approach obviously yeah but I was kind of like if you dip like I'm not kissing you yeah. like I was like <laughs> such a bitch so because I was so um heavy-handed in my approach when we broke up four years later he was like, oh, and by the way, I never stopped dipping. I just didn't do it in front oh of you. Gosh. Like, out of spite. Yeah. So he still did it the whole time. Right. My whole thing was I was coming from a place of love where I was like, I love you and, like, you're going to get throat cancer right. and you need to cut the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was really grossed out by mm-hmm. it and also kind of, like, why, like, I would feel that way if someone were smoking cigarettes. Like, I was like, why are you doing something that's, like, going to harm your body? Mm-hmm. Um, But he hid it from me. So... That was my younger self. Now, as an adult, if I had a partner um, that smoked weed, being that it is legal in New York, I think if they were doing, like, edibles, it wouldn't bother me as much because, like, my place isn't, like, stinking up and, like, right. That's true. always yeah. having smoke in my face. Yeah. I think it's time and place. I think if you're doing it every single day, twice a day, that would bother me. I think if you're, like, out with your friends once on a weekend and you smoke, I'm like, oh, like, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. But, like, I don't think – I do think that would bother me as well because – there is this connotation that you're lazy yeah. and you're like sluggish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think first of all, you have to ask yourself: Do you not like the way he's acting when he smokes? Mm, yeah. If he's acting normal, if he's upbeat, if he's fully functional, if he's laughing, whatever, fine. If he's sluggish, if he's binge eating, if he's being lazy then maybe that's a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you kind of need to ask yourself that. Yeah. Like what about it is bothering you? Is it the connotation or is it how he's acting when he smokes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the approach too, like kind of like you were saying with your um, <laughs> high school boyfriend, it's kind of like strict parents where when parents are strict, it makes the kids do worse things just out of spite yes so like for you to be like stop doing that he was like I, okay I'm gonna keep doing it and I'm just gonna hide it from you right so maybe I think I feel like the communication part is the biggest thing like just yeah. I mean you explained it pretty level-headedly so I think if you explain it to him and he should be understanding about it just how you feel that's so true as I've gotten older I just like lead with honesty mm-hmm. and like I think what you said is so honest how you were like I don't know if I just have a negative connotation, even though it's legal. I think if you really say that, like, he might be more understanding. And I've kind of just led with that. Like, for example, if I make a plan with a friend and then I'm feeling really just, like, lazy and I don't want to see them, instead of being like, I don't feel well, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, look, I'm feeling really lazy. And the thought of getting up right now (laughs) and putting on makeup is making me dread going out of the house. And then they're like, yeah, no, same. Yeah, exactly. I think you just, like... The more vulnerable you are, 
if you literally just say to him, like, I don't want, I, you know, I've been not wanting to say this because I don't want you to think I'm overreacting or judging you. But, you know, I was always brought up thinking that smoking weed as often as you do is like has such a negative connotation. And it's something that I'm trying to understand. Like, is this something that you need? Is it maybe something you could not do in front of me as much? Like, I don't want to be judgmental and I know it's legal, but I'm just feeling like a type of way about it. And I just wanted to be honest with you. So I'm not building up this resentment. Right. And I think that's really the best thing to do. Yeah, honestly. And if he's not understanding, then maybe you guys have other issues that you need to work through. Okay, yeah. Like communication stuff. But no, it's true. But and don't, like, your opinions are valid. Yes. And don't bottle it up because mm-hmm. like you said, you tend to explode and that's not going to get you anywhere. That'll make it worse. Yeah. Yeah, try to um, approach it a little differently this time. Okay, next one. My ex and I own a business together along with three other people. We launched in May 2020. About a month after we launched, I realized I didn't want to share a life with him. Um, I broke up with him and we've continued to stay professional for the most part. I'm to the point now, almost a year later, where I, where I feel it's hard to move on personally because he's in my life professionally. This business has the opportunity to change my life. Should I stick it out or leave? Both are hard. If I stay, I could live a very comfortable life. Wow. Okay. This is tough. Yeah. My gut, my gut is telling me you stay. But you do like a lot of self-work on separating the two. Yeah. Wait. Is she saying uh, staying in the relationship or she in ba- the partnership of like working? Basically, she's like, I if I continue working at this company, it could be huge and it could change my life. Yeah. Or I could. But she's having a hard time moving on oh, from him okay. because they're working together. Yes. Okay. So she's saying if she leaves the company, she could potentially miss a huge opportunity. Yeah. But she's having trouble doing the two. Okay. Yeah. I think if it if she thinks it's going to be that big of an opportunity, like I would stay. Me too. Yeah. But, but okay. it's understandable, like, that type of environment is, like, super hard to work I, in. If I have so many questions, like, is he seeing anyone else? Or are they still flirting? Is right. it? So I think what you need to do, just not knowing any more details, is, like, completely compartmentalize him as, like, business and start talking to him, like, strictly professionally mm-hmm. and um, not immersing yourself, like, not being like, how's your mom doing? How's your, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. start like, keep like it strictly professional, strictly professional and start kind of asking yourself like why you broke up and what you want in your next partner mm-hmm. and start like looking for someone, um, maybe start going on dates and maybe start, I know this sounds really weird, but like I would honestly go to a therapist, um, to help you navigate how to set boundaries Mm -hmm. and to make a distinction between what was and what is. I think a therapist could be really, really good at helping you come to a, um, like understanding of how to handle things. Yeah. I think like you would probably regret it the most if you left and it blew up. Yeah. (laughs) And like, even if it didn't, because you wouldn't want, a man or like that type of situation to kind of like navigate your life like make your own decisions based on what you want and like just try to work through it while you're there like with him 
And that's a good point because it's like, why should the woman be the one to leave? Right. And that's the thing, too. Like, you would never want to regret that and be like, okay, I only left because of him. That's not something you would want to regret. But at the same time, like, you don't want it holding you back from dating other people. Yeah. That's why, like, my honest opinion, and I know therapists can be expensive, but you could try to find, like, um, like through your insurance or whatever – uh, and I know there's like a star, like a stigma around therapy, but mm-hmm. I actually think this is something a therapist could really help you navigate because yeah. there might be like walls that you're um, putting up when it comes to dating other people because you're still like emotionally connected to your ex. So I think maybe there's like some self work that you need to do, mm-hmm. and I think if you do that self work, you could have both. Yeah, definitely. Or just make sure you have an outlet of like friends or other family members to go to stuff about your personal life to make sure you're not going to him about it because if you're doing that and it's not professional it'll bring back other feelings that you like forgot about totally no I 100% agree so I okay for the third one I got a really long entry in the Facebook group and I asked the person if I could acknowledge it during Ask Alyssa and she gave me permission. It was a very long submission, but I'm going to kind of like paraphrase it. So basically, I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but basically she started it with, I think I need to break up with a friend. Nothing is really wrong. We've just changed. She moved about a year ago to a different part of the country. I live just outside of New York City and now she lives in Iowa. Since she moved, our relationship has been rocky. She says things about me and to me that I'm not comfortable with. A few examples. So then she says um, one of the examples is that she has an eating disorder and she feel like she feels like her friend's not respecting her boundaries. Like she asks her not to say certain things um, like she'll say she's struggling with her weight or she'll mention things and the friend keeps saying, you know, I have issues with food. Please stop bringing this up. Um Another example, she said last year during the pandemic, she got paid unemployment and continued to work under the table. I got super screwed by the pandemic professionally. My career was completely obliterated. I felt like it was really shady what she did, and truthfully, I felt bitter about it. So she also gets financial help from her parents. Um, and then I'll give you one more example because I just think it's interesting to kind of get the like dialogue and understand. Um, the friend thinks that this girl censors her and that she can't be herself around her. And she said if she feels like she can't even be herself, should we be friends anymore? Um, I think we've talked about friendship breakups a little bit. I think here's the thing. Living outside of New York City, I could probably assume you're maybe at least socially liberal Mm -hmm. and your friend lives in Iowa and she's feeling like you censor her. Mm -hmm. And I would assume you're like maybe a little bit more woke. Yeah. (laughs) I would say. Yeah. And maybe you're uncomfortable with things that she's saying. So you feel like you're teaching her. Um And I've had that with friends, you know, where you're on completely different, like, ends of the spectrum with, like, your belief system. And I don't think it has to ultimately end a friendship. Mm -hmm. I think, one, I'm being completely honest with you, sounds like you're projecting a little bit. Um, You said that you were really bitter when she was accepting money under the table during the pandemic and you got screwed by your job. It sounds to me like you were upset with your own financial situation So you were kind of projecting that onto her. Like it's not 
your right as her friend to care what she's doing in a sense. Yeah, or like judge it. I guess it is and it isn't. Like, I guess if you don't agree with your friend's moral moral choices, it kind of makes you like, eh, I don't really like morally align with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, something that I've learned through therapy, because I feel this way sometimes, like I try to push my political views on people because I'm like very socially liberal and I'll not understand why certain people can't think the way I think and I'll kind of I'll take it personally Mm -hmm. and I think what I've learned in therapy is like you can't change people yeah and you have to accept them for like who they are Mm -hmm. and of course you could try to educate people and of course you also want to align with people that see things the same as you but you can't like people aren't going to change unless they want to change right yeah So maybe it's just that you've grown apart or maybe it's that you're trying to, like she said, control her because you're not seeing where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard because like I've been in this girl situation too where I'm trying to control the people around me because I don't agree with their viewpoints. Yeah. 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 Especially too because they're like not close. So it's not like they're hanging out together or like in person. So it's kind of like you're making you have to kind of make an effort to like talk to that person or call them or, or FaceTime them or whatever. And that's a very valid point because I noticed this with friends during the pandemic that lived um, farther away that I wasn't seeing and I wasn't really seeing anyone. I felt like when we talked on the phone, the things that were going on in the world were so heavy. Mm-hmm. We had Everything with George Floyd happened during the pandemic. We had ev- we had the election happen. We had a global crisis with the stupid pandemic. We had like so many um, cultural things happen during the pandemic that when I would pick up the phone to call a friend, every time the topic was heavy. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, what are you doing? Because we weren't doing anything yeah exactly there was nowhere to go it was like oh did you hear about this oh did you hear about that what side are you on for this yeah what's that and it became I felt like for a while my conversations with people were so heavy and somber and sad and finally things are getting back to normal in terms of like we're doing more so now we actually have things to catch up on that isn't just the news yeah but I think it changed a lot of long distance friendships because you're not seeing each other. Yeah. And all you're doing is talking about political shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not on the same page, it kind of makes you question someone a little bit. And I don't know if that's fair to do because like I try to say this to people sometimes. I'm like, look, there's a reason elections and things are so close. It's because 50% of the world feels one way. 50% of the country feels one way and 50% of the country feels the other. Yeah. And this is the thing. Even though you, on your side, you're like, I'm so right. Yeah. On their side, they're, they're like, right. I'm so right. Like yeah. everyone thinks they're right. And sometimes you just, you can't see what the other person's seeing. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. You could decide. Also, I feel like I'm kind of making this political, but only because I don't even mean political. I'm just talking about everything that's going on in like the, the world yeah. and how I think that played into long distance friendships this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wouldn't call like a close on the friendship. What I would try to do is talk about things that are fun. Bring bring fun back into the friendship. Yeah. 
reminisce on old times, mm-hmm. tell funny jokes, like try to see if you can get back to the root. Um, and, and if you can't, then maybe you guys just grew apart. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to stop trying to control, like you need to stop trying to make her see things the way you see things because it sounds to me like she's just not going to. Right, yeah. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion, obviously. And like everyone's right in their own opinion because that's yeah. how they feel. Yeah. But yeah, I, f- I wouldn't say like completely end it just because of that. I mean, if there's like maybe there's other issues too, but yeah. Or maybe just like watch a TV show, like get a show on Netflix and like watch it and then yeah. you guys can talk about that show when you call each other or whatever. But yeah, it is hard because there's not much to talk about because it's not like anyone's going out and doing anything. So you can't just be like, well, what'd you do today? Well, I didn't do anything. So yeah. Because I'm reading her other examples and they all are kind of about disagreements around things you guys are saying. Like she said, the other day we were in a group chat with other women, mostly friends of hers in Iowa, who I've never met. They were saying that no one should wear mom jeans and she said, not unless you're a Hadid. I wear mom jeans and I don't think anyone has a right to dictate who could wear what. I know this is probably the stupidest story of them all, but I think it really comes down to how you talk about other people. They all said it was a joke, but your joke isn't funny and it's rude. I said this and I left the group chat. I think what's going on here is that you're getting triggered because of like um, you, you're very open to like people dressing how they want. You've had an eating disorder, so you're really um, anxious about the kind of chatter and like the way people are talking about body image or whatever. And I think you just can't take things so personally. Like if they're saying like a, a stupid comment like that, you need to just be like, all right, that's your opinion. I'm going to rock my mom jeans because I feel confident right. in them. Yeah, 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 definitely. And like easier said than done because I'm learning how to do this with yeah. people in my life. Mm-hmm. Like how to not take things personally. Yeah. Like, you know how we just get triggered? Like, my mom could be like, I, like, I did this today. And I'll be like, you think what about me? Right. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, I come downstairs wearing an outfit. My dad's yeah. like, that's what you're wearing? And he doesn't mean it bad. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to go change, I guess. Yeah, like, I, I do that with people. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I sympathize with you. Um, long way of saying, I think just take a step back, reevaluate, realize you really can't change other people. So it's whether you want to have someone like that in your life or not. Yeah. Cool. Let's spill the tea. (laughs) (laughs) It is time. Okay, since we were talking about mental health, I didn't have this on my list, but something came up for me. And it was the fact that I watched last night, Kendall Jenner is doing a series with Vogue about mental health. Mm I thought that there were so many interesting nuggets of information in there because, you know, you look at someone like Kendall Jenner and the public loves to be like, how could someone like that struggle with mental health? It's like she said something that I thought was so interesting. She was like, we all have brains and we all have struggles. It doesn't matter where you live, what you own, whatever. She's like, we all still have this. And she points to her head and she's like, and the mind is like a scary place. I thought that was a cool way to kind of put it. And the doctor that she was talking with, it was a very short video, you guys should all watch it, was kind of just describing how um, like anxiety and mental health could be super physical for people. And that's actually the way my anxiety is. Like my anxiety is super physical. Like I will feel achy. I will feel like I'm having a heart attack. I feel 
all the physical symptoms. Um, so if you are struggling with mental health and you need like a doctor's opinion, I think that that video was like a really cool, like concise, quick way to listen to people openly talk about mental health. And I'm excited to see how the rest of the series kind of shakes out. Um, So just wanted to plug that because I think we should all listen. Also, I know I talk about the Kardashians every single week, but they're just always in the news. Um, I watched the episode from this past week where they announced to the producers that they were um, stopping filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. And... It's just the end of an era. Yeah, I know. It's just sad. Yeah. It is crazy because they literally spent their entire life with those people. And you don't really think about the people behind the scenes when you're watching it. Mm -hmm. But it's day in and day out. They're at their house. They're recording them and they're editing it. So it it is pretty wild how those people are probably equally as family as their actual family. I know. I know. It is really interesting to see that. And this is who I'm concerned for. (laughs) Jonathan. Yeah. Where's his paycheck coming from? True. Malika. Yeah. Scott. The Kardashians will be fine. Yeah. It's these other people that got paid so much money for these side roles. Right. They're probably like, what do you mean you're stopping the show? Yeah, yeah. But do you, but I feel like they probably have enough of their platform now to like continue it as maybe like people on The Bachelor do kind of. I think so, but. That's just like IG money, whereas they had a guaranteed paycheck coming on the show. Yeah. Plus, yes, doing all of that. All the other stuff. So I think it's more just like for them, it's kind of like, oh, shit. Shoot. Yeah. Like, I felt like Scott was kind of like shitting his pants a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll figure it out, though. I think... I think I read somewhere recently that the Hulu show will mostly focus on the three girls and Chris, like oh, yeah. the three older girls, and mm-hmm. then Kendall and Kylie will make appearances. Yeah. So, like, you know, Scott will be on it. And you, right. You know. Yeah. Hopefully we get some Travis Barker. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hopefully, like, Kim dates, like, a new hottie that we yeah, get to see. I hope so. Chloe and Tristan stuff. Oh like, my gosh. I, we need to see it all. Yeah. Like, it can't just it, – it, and it definitely won't just end. There's going to be some – there's got to be. Yeah, because... It definitely all came down to money. Oh, yeah. Because the deal that they did with E was like $25 million yeah. for 10 years or something. Right. Which now they can get $25 million a season. Like, yeah. it didn't make sense for them to stay on that network at this point in their careers. Yeah, no, for sure. Um. Okay, and then I watched the Summer House reunion. I think Hannah finally got a little bit of redemption in terms of people seeing Luke be shady. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. And, um, yeah, I hope she returns next season because I think we need to see that kind of story play out. And then, uh, did you watch the Circle finale? No, I haven't watched it. I literally thought about it yesterday and I was like, shoot, I forgot to watch it because my I watch it with my roommates yeah. every single week and I was away this weekend. Uh, but you can talk about it. I'll, I'll catch no, up No, it's eventually. okay. I won't spoil it, but all I'm going to say is I'm happy with who won. Okay. Um. Okay. And then in terms of other tea, there's some like Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson show coming out that they're teasing, which looks absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, I'm just continuing to follow along pop culture. There's nothing that's like super insane at the moment. We need a good scandal. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think that's all the tea that I have. Um, I feel like there was a few other things. Oh, I wanted to tell you guys. Because not only do I spill celeb tea, like I like to spill like other tea, mm-hmm. and that is beauty secrets and stuff. There's this new thing that everyone's drinking on TikTok, like chlorophyll. Oh. Is that a 
is what I'm talking I think about. Chlorophyll is like can kill people. <laughs> that's what I, I was gonna that, say. That's how like Casey Anthony Chlor- like killed her daughter. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm pretty oh, sure wait, that's that bleach. might be chloroform. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Chlor- wait, wait, wait. Chlorophyll. Yes. Okay. It's called chlorophyll water drops. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Chloroform's I'm like, the bad one. I was like, am I telling people to murder them? No. Okay. No, yeah. So chlorophyll water drops. It's all over tiktok uh-huh. it's these green drops that you like put in your water uh-huh. and apparently chlorophyll is like what you find in vegetables oh. it's what makes vegetables green oh, okay. is what i've been told hmm. so people are drinking this they're saying that their nail is their nails are growing their hair is oh. growing their skin has zero acne like people are swearing by this wow. but like these are people on TikTok. Like, I need a professional to tell yeah, me. True. Um, so it's saying, okay, wait, I, I Googled. Chlorophyll plays an important role in making plants green and healthy. It also has vitamins, antioxidants, and therapeutic properties that have potential to benefit your body. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you can get chlorophyll from either plants or supplements, although supplements can be more effective. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they contain copper instead of magnesium. And then this is what it does. Stimulates immune system, eliminates fungus and body, detox- detoxifies your blood, cleans your intestines, gets rid of bad odors, energizes the body, prevents cancer. What the fuck? That's so much. <laughs> Why aren't we all doing yeah, this? Yeah, how has it just become on TikTok? Okay, so we're all going to go get this. Yeah, yeah, Try it out. And live our healthiest. And you just put it in your water, it's saying? Yes. Huh. That seems pr- That seems like too easy. Oh my God, it's it. Reduces inflammation, which I clearly have. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It helps with cancer. Guys. Yeah. Weight loss. Oh, my. Oh. Natural deodorant. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Okay. So here are the risks. Digestive problems, diarrhea, green, yellow, or black stool. Whatever. We could deal with that. Yeah. Itching or burning when applied topically. Well, we're not going to be doing it topically. So if we get diarrhea, what's the worst that? No one's going to know. We won't tell anyone. (laughs) No one's going to know. The benefits outweigh the cons. <laughs> also, like, diarrhea equals, like, regular bowel yeah, movements. Yeah, getting like, it I out. Mean, yeah. You gotta let it go. Okay, we're starting this. So <laughs> everyone order it. Um, we're going to start drinking green water and then seeing just, like, if we're the picture of health and wellness. So I wanted to talk about that because I keep seeing this and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I hadn't even seen it. Um, okay, so we'll all do that. And I owe you guys a hair tutorial. I know. I owe you a vlog. I was supposed to vlog last week. I vlogged Monday, Tuesday. Then by Wednesday, I completely forgot. Then by Thursday, I did nothing. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I was like, I can't do a week in my life showing one day. Like one boring day. So I need to get better with vlogging. Like maybe just vlog one day instead of a week and just make like a quick like 10 minute little vlog yeah um so maybe I'll do that this week and maybe I'll do a hair tutorial I don't know guys just keep me accountable um but that is it for this week I hope you enjoyed this episode if you are new here new episodes come out every Tuesday tea with publicity join the tea tribe learn what Hibley is hear me out all of the things like you will get immersed in the Tea Tribe as you keep listening. So um, if you guys haven't already, please rate five stars and leave a written review. It means so much to me. I read them all. And I love you guys. 